Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Something is Killing the Children, Volume 2, Collecting Issues 6 to 10 of the 2019 Boom Studios comic book series by James Tinian IV, Werther Delera, and colorist Miguel Muerto. Very good, Benjamin. Yes. We're back, Benjamin, on Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Yes. And we're taking a look for the second or third time at a sequel. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Benjamin, there are some strengths and weaknesses of sequel collecting issues comic books. One of the strengths is we can do a lot of the same jokes. Yes, we can just repeat ourselves. Very good, very enjoyable, very easy on the brain for us. <laughs> Which the slow we need. witted. Yes. At this point in the year, Michael, we need. But also, Benjamin. It also means we have to look, we have to take a little bit of a step outside of the usual conceit of collecting issues of the bi-weekly comic book book club. And what a conceit it is, Michael. What a conceit it is, Ben. And what the conceit of collecting issues of the bi-weekly comic book book club is, is that we take a look at a collected issues. We take a look at a graphical novel on its own and say to ourselves, does this thing stand up? Is this a good thing to read in this collected issues format. We don't really care what happens later in the series. We no. don't really care what's happening in the greater, wider Marvel cinematic world. Double no. Exactly. We're just taking a look at the issues as presented in this book as a story, Ben. Yes, my But, as I said before, much easier jokes because we can repeat some of the jokes. But also it means our, our conceit suffers a little bit because now we can't really look at this on its own. No, it exists in a universe, Michael. It exists in a universe, and a big part of that universe is issues one to five of Something is Killing Children by James Tinian Iv, Werther's original, and that <laughs> other fella you were saying. I was also going to make the Werther's original joke, Michael. Well, Benjamin, I see what I've done there is I've set up a meta joke where I've explained multiple times that we're going to do a joke, but then I've done some jokes that we did last time. <laughs> it's not my first podcast, Ben. People uh, love when you explain jokes. Ben. Yeah. Do me a favor. Go on. Tell me, please. This is the this is the second collecting of these issues. Did right. I like the first one? You did, yeah. Did I? You did, yeah, and I can tell you why. But I'll Go tell on. you that as I'll tell you that as it unravels, Michael. I'll tell you that okay. as it unravels because uh, I, I I tell you what, Michael. Uh, issues one to six, volume one of this. Oh, Spoilers for, for the rest of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, well, Benjamin, this isn't a spoiler podcast because remember, anyone who's listening to this, collecting issues of the Bible Comic Book Book Club, has already read this comic. I think uh, I think volume two is an awful lot weaker than volume one, Michael. Oh, Between I see you where you're me. going. Okay. Between you and me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to tell you, Ben. Go on. I was reading this and I was a couple of pages in and I started thinking to myself, did I like volume one of this? I think you did, Michael. Did I? Yeah. There's only one way to find out, and that's to go back and listen to the old episode. But I tell you one thing, Ben, neither of us are going to do that. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> oh, God, no. We have much better things to be doing than to listening to this podcast. Absolutely, Michael. We have lives, um, yeah. after all. Uh, look, I'll do you a little recap, Michael, of, of Volume oh, 1. Please do. I can't imagine that you remember oh, much of it at this point. Michael, let's say you were a, a sleepy town America resident of... One such place called Archer's Peak. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice little town. I can picture myself there now. Michael, say you were the sheriff of that town. 
Oh, I'd like to be the sheriff of that town. I know, Michael. You'd abuse the power horrifically. But sure, look. Oh, I'd be rooting, tooting. I'd be handing out speeding tickets to anyone with a full head of hair. It's not just... I, oh, how dare you grow follicles in my town, boy? Have a ticket. Uh, eyebrows and all. <laughs> all right, Michael. So let's say... Right. Yes. Let's say that you're the terror... Nothing bad happens in Archer's Peak. Okay. Michael, couple of couple of drunken disorderlies. Yeah. In a year couple of couple of kerfuffles you know right. local disputes if you will oh yeah then then michael uh, say a, a metric fuckton that's the scientific term yes of dead kids started showing up in your town oh i'd be upset oh it'd be awful wouldn't it michael and you know you'd, you'd do everything in your power michael under mounting local pressure to discover what that was and you'd probably come to the conclusion that it was a big old wild animal except michael yes that's not very common in that area. There's no wild animal attacks in Archer's Peak. What is it? A bloody cougar? What is it, Michael? What are we dealing with here? What are we dealing with? Monica um, Bellucci? And Michael, what it turns out we're dealing with is uh, giant children eating monsters that mm. no no adult can see. Ah, oh, the best kind. The best kind, Michael. So, uh, Michael, naturally, you found yourself at a bit of a... At your wit's end, I suppose, because you're like, I'm never going to solve this. And then, Michael... Yeah. A Buffy the Vampire Slayer cosplayer turns up in your town. She's like, well sorted. Stay out of my way. Take that, bloody something's killing the children. Right. And you go, "Uh, hang on, hold on. Uh, There's a little something called due process in this here Archer's Peak. And uh, And a little something called the patriarchy. And then, yeah, and then more people die and you go, all right, you know what? Get in there. Sort that out for me. Um, And so Erica Slaughter... Buffy, the Vampire Slayer cosplayer extraordinaire, gets mm. on in there, does the job, Michael, except, hang on a minute. Guess what is it? Kids are still bloody dying. Oh, very unfortunate. And that leads us to volume two. All righty then. Yeah. Now, Benjamin. Yeah. I've read volume two. You have, yep. And it took me a while reading it for volume one to come back to me, but I did That's get fair. there. I did get there. I have to say I did get there. I would like to start this week's episode with a criticism. Okay. If you will. If you'll, if you'll indulge me a criticism, Ben. Hunt to fuck there, go on. Right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm having a good time this week. Michael. I like that. I like that. That was good. Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> what I mostly did enjoy about this is I thought this comic book has unlearned me how to read comic books. <laughs> did it, did it, did it, did it. <laughs> did it, it deprogrammed it there, me. Michael, did it? it unteached me. <laughs> it deprogrammed me. This okay. is the biggest struggle I've ever had to read a comic book as an adult grown-up man. Really? I just kept getting lost. And I don't mean in the plot or the art. I mean... Every double page spread, I didn't know if I was supposed to read a single page and then go to the next page. Yeah. Or I didn't know if they were double page spreads and I was supposed to go across them. And I thought we were past that, Ben. The mental model you had, Michael, wasn't being matched. It wasn't, but even internally it's not consistent. No, it's very messy. Very choppy it, changey. Very choppy changey, Ben. I think Werther's original took it a bit literally and was like, I have to be original. But we're like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. You have to be legible. Mm. Choppy Changey sounds like it would be a slightly racist Pokemon, not Pokemon, Power Rangers villain from the 90s. Oh, almost certainly, Michael. Um, he'd be like he would... a, he'd be a karate man who can change into a karate woman. Uh, yeah, so my... <laughs> <laughs> 
And he'd have a very racist accent, which I'm not going to do. Michael, that's one of the best racist jokes we've ever had on this podcast. I'm not. No, it's not. It's not a racist joke. One of joke. the best racist transphobic jokes you've ever told. I'm not saying that. That's not my opinion, Ben. It sounds like what he would have been called. I bet you could go and you could find a character from 90s Power Rangers <laughs> called Choppy Changey, who does oh. exactly that. You'll notice a little bit of cabin fever taking hold of the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, outside is raging storm Barra, and this will horrifically mm. take the podcast, but it's important to understand the circumstances <laughs> from which you find... Yes, the, the generation of our mental states. Benjamin, what were you saying? Anyway, Michael, uh, what's happening in, in this here town is we pick up again with Erica Slaughter, who has just taken care of the mama monster in, in the town of Archer's Peak. Uh, but unfortunately... <laughs> Um, the poop is still hitting the fan, Michael, because oh, it turns no. out that Mama had some babies. Ah, no use. Um, and this is where this is where it lost me almost instantly from the previous one, uh, Michael. In, in the previous one, the rules are very well defined. Children can see the monster, and yeah. initiated members of the House of Slaughter, which is a monster hunting fraternity. Yes, yeah, kind of like the Winchesters. When they go through a, a ritual, Michael can see the monsters right 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 if that's all you need that's the advantage they have michael is that they can't be seen and so when they can be seen you can tackle them in a classic fashion with a big old sword if you fancy yeah or a knife or whatever or you a have. knife or whatever you have on hand michael yeah. provided you got the skills you'll get the kills all right oh very good i know yeah it, it took me a while to work on that one it's written down there in a piece of paper <laughs> anyway provided you get that and then instantly michael when Erica Slaughter sets off in pursuit of these little babies, it turns out that oh, you can't kill the babies unless they're feeding. Oh, because there's new rules. Otherwise, they're just pure fear. And you can't attack pure fear, Erica. God, get with the program. It's, um, it, it's got a touch of tremors too about it, doesn't it? it? It does a bit, Michael, in that they've made up absolute bullshit to try and... Uh, yeah. There's new try rules and lengthen now, out the plot. Yeah. Try and lengthen out the plot. Um... Yeah, in this as well, we get a, a much better sense of um, small town toxicity, I suppose, if you want. Um, you know, we're, we're reintroduced character to characters that we didn't really care about in the first one either, Michael. Um, there's local Chad turned sympathetic understander now that he's gotten a bop on the head from Erica Slaughter. And his little sister's been killed by the monsters and his mum's a bit of a... A bit of a mean old lady these days, but she did lose well, her daughter. Been, she's been through some stuff, Ben, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. let's be fair. She's been through some stuff. But we're introduced to those characters again. The sheriff is, the sheriff is having a tough time. Because he's kind of he has to kind of cover things up, but he doesn't really want to, but he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, so at the end of volume one, we're kind of the sheriff has kind of shown the world of monster hunting and what's mm. going on. And he's made very aware that he's out of his depth, Michael. And that if he wants this to get sorted, he's going to have to uh, bend some ruly-woolies. Mm. Yeah, very important. Um, and we get introduced to that. And then finally, Michael, we, we get a bit more uncovering of the House of Slaughter. Yeah, just in case anyone wanted that. Uh, it turns out lots of people wanted that, Michael, because Boom Studios went on to do a sister series to it all about the House of Slaughter. I'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, now, I don't care for it at all, Michael. I couldn't give a toss. <laughs> I thought um, it was a little bit generic, Ben, I have to be honest. I thought it was incredibly generic, Michael. But then again, I thought all of Volume 2 was incredibly generic. Mm. Uh, zing. I, I, I'm nearly with you on that. The whole... The, I was looking... I was watching it going, this could just be a, a generic streaming show. Yeah. This could be Season 2 of a streaming show. This could be Season 2 of The Strain. 
Yeah. I, I, do you know what I got off it, Michael? And I've only recently started um, watching the thing that this is heavily ripped off from. Um, oh, you're going to use, you're going to straight into ripped off or being that um, negative? Well, not ripped off. That's unfair. Um, James Tinney and the fourth seemed to see Buffy the Vampire Slayer season one and say to himself, oh, I could make that rated or and I could uh, just just give that a go. You know, give now give that a Benjamin. Whirl. Yeah, Benjamin, Benjamin, you've brought up Buffy three or four times at this stage. Is yeah. this anything to do with the fact that you as an adult man in your 30s yes. are now for the first time watching the season one of Buffy? 100%. See, I don't think that this necessarily screams Buffy on the top of its lungs any more than any young girl hunting monsters thing for the last 20 years has. Well, well, that's that's fair, Michael. But also I would say that Supernatural and Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a baby and that baby is something is killing the children. Well, I very much hoped that Supernatural and Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't have a baby because Supernatural is Buffy's baby anyway. Get out of town. The Winchester boys stand alone, Michael. No, they don't, Benjamin. <laughs> There's no Winchesters without Buffy. Get out of here. There's Stop no that. Winchesters without Stop Buffy, that. Ben. Um... No, you have a fair point, Michael. I definitely have uh, recency bias on that one. Um, but I do think that, you know, this is very much an attempt at edging up the girl versus monster genre. Because mm. girls versus monsters are everywhere, Ben. There's like there's this, there's this kind of slightly edgy. The, one thing I would say for this is it's not exploitative. A lot of girl versus monster things are very exploitative. Obviously, I'm thinking of hack slash Bloody hack the, slash. The very obvious one, Ben. Yeah. But not only is it not exploitative in a kind of, she's not mad sexy. She, the lead character, although James Tinian Iv is almost certainly a gentleman, I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out that this was written by a lady. I wouldn't have been surprised if it had turned out that this was written by a lady. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. point now, Michael. You know what I mean? That's a very interesting point now, Michael. I felt that the lead mm. character of Jessica, whatever her name is, was a girl written for girls. Okay. Did you not or didn't you? Oh, no. She 100% is. I think that's a very, very, very fair um, assessment of the character. She is definitely one of the least exploited of female monster hunters I have certainly ever come across. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. She's just very much... I, I think it's that... Um, that that classic thing of I, I just wrote it like it was uh, a normal person as opposed to any assumptions of what it would be if it was a woman. That's weird. Um, yeah, because that's a weird thing to do. That's a weird <laughs> thing to do. If yeah, so he didn't do that. So he was just like, I'll just I'll just write it like it was me or somebody mm. else or a you know, just I'll an tell average you what, person. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. I uh, apart apart from this making me think I'd had a stroke and lost the ability to understand comics. I didn't hate it. Uh, you definitely could say that its ideas in this are a little bit more derivative. Yeah. It's not terribly exciting, let's be honest. I I think one of the things, the reason it's not exciting, Michael, is it doesn't have that mounting tension that we got in Volume 1 because we don't see a lot of the monster in Volume 1. Mm. Um, and we only catch glimpses of it. Um, and as monster designs go, Michael... Fairly standard. It, very standard. It's a big blob. We would call it a big grey monster villain syndrome. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's just a big shadowy blob thing. And it's got red eyes and it's yeah. got sharp appendages. Yeah, and it's in a town. 
and it's in a town and it's got and it lives in a and, cave Michael. and it lives in a cave in a forest near a town but yeah where I was going with that a Go second on. ago was I was actually trying to lead into some positives no. I have to say though I refuse <laughs> you won't have it you're not no, having it I'm not having it all right, you won't have it. All right. Go on. No, okay, go, go on. Segways into some positives there, Michael. If you don't let me have it, Ben, I'm going to shoot Choppy Change you with my laser and he's going to turn <laughs> into a much bigger version. And then you're going to have to get your Megazord to fight him. Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. I liked the identifying the bits of kids in the school hall thing. Oh, the the inter- interplay between Sheriff's irresponsible older brother and... The school principal and the school principal, yeah, and the mortician, and the families waiting outside. I thought that was the most interesting part of the whole thing. If you'd centered on that a bit more, yeah, that would have been quite good. Now, I mean, it's not. There's not a lot of action happening, but as that was happening, I wasn't thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a good setup for when the monsters attack this meeting." I thought that as a concept had enough meat on its bones to be its own thing. That didn't need a monster attack to be interesting. Hmm. Perhaps yes. if focusing more on the grief of that situation and the horribleness of that situation. And I mean it was it was highlighted nicely with some black humor. Some very um some very is there a werewolf chasing us esque black humor. Get, what, was me, show, get, what was that movie called where the werewolf snow the werewolf well, snow. Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yes. There was a certain amount of that kind of black humour in the the scene where they were bringing bits of kids in to be identified. Yeah, it was weird. Mm. It was I uncomfortable liked but it, humorous. Yeah. I kind of liked it. That's a very good point, Michael. There's there's a lot of good stuff in the the interplay between the different townspeople who are like, I've never seen anything like this. This is kind of messed up. How am I supposed to deal with this? da 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 Um... One of the guys I found, you know, some of the things that I found interesting about it, I suppose, were the mother is a very interesting character in her kind of detached, desensitized shock trauma state. And you get to see that small family drama between the brother and the mother play out. Mm. There's some interesting moments of tension and character development in there somewhere. Mm. But I tell you what, though, go on. No, you're gonna. No, sorry, no go on. You, you go on. I, you go no, on. I, I was changing topic. So you, you. No, go you on. changed the topic there. Go on. It's all right. It's not uh, important. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. You didn't. It's not important what you were gonna say. No. I tell you what. Yeah. It's flipping cavalier about killing all kids, isn't it? Oh, listen. Come here to me. Come here. Did you see that kid? Dead. See that one over there? Got him. See yeah. that one over there? Snuffed. See these two fellas? Stabbed. What's that? A nice little tender moment between two kids. Boom. Gone. Dead. The the scene for whatever reason in a in a comic book about kids being killed by monsters for whatever reason when that little blonde girl was looking at the monster and everyone was like what's that little blonde girl looking at and then she got lifted up in the air by an invisible force and chopped in half I was like ooh that was dark oh they've done it there haven't they that was dark I was just like oh no anonymous Susie yeah, I mean, I think they purposely didn't give her any character <laughs> oh, development. Yeah. If you invested any like, more in that, it would have been gut wrenching. Yeah, just, like, just oh. uh, stick a generic child in there, please. A generic <laughs> small town America child. Come here to me. Uh, Word is original. Can you can you do as generic a small blonde girl as you possibly can? There, yeah, please? yeah. Just uh, put gener- generic McGee in there, and then 
have her lifted up in the air and chopped in half in full view of everybody. No, I mean, generica, hell. no. Not generica. Someone rescue her. Benjamin. <laughs> I tell you what, though. Yeah. That wouldn't be happening on streaming. Ah, uh, no. No, my fool. No, that no. would be happening off screen. That'd be happening off screen. That'd be a that'd be a blood splash on a wall on a gym wall. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd if be a classic. With it. A classic blood splash on a gym wall, Michael. Yeah. Uh, look, it's it's interesting. I think unfortunately it lets itself down so much. I I was so surprised to learn, Michael, that there's a a House of Slaughter miniseries that's been brought out because to me. Yes. The, the handler that's introduced from the House of Slaughter is one of the most obnoxious comic book characters I've come across in a very long time. They might have co- well have called him Ben Cliché O'Houlihan. Uh, I, I called him uh, Johan von Snobbish the Third, right, uh, very in good. my head because I didn't catch his name or or a classic Jonathan Cain Sword the Sixth, right? Uh, because he just reeks of that elitist snobby. Um, kind of villain character that we all encounter every once in a while, you know. In, in real life or in comic books? Uh, in real life, Michael, it would be you in my oh. life. Oh um, no! Yeah, I, I often call you Michael Kane Sword the Seventh. All right, that'll do. Um, it's it's the lack of eyebrows that gets to me, Mick. It's very unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've got eyebrows. <laughs> Not today, you don't. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, the light in the tiny room is off by a country mile, and for some reason, it's erased Mick's eyebrows, and it's very alarming. It's just muscles moving up and down, Mick. Stop it. Stop it. I'm doing some uh, eyebrow movements for Ben's benefit. No one else can see this, so. <laughs> I um, you might be able to hear it. But I have to say, just not. Uh, not a fun character. Not a great character. Um, I didn't even enjoy watching him get killed, Michael, at the end. Benjamin, I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. Did he yeah. have black hair? Did he have white hair? Did he look like an anime protagonist? I genuinely have Vaguely no Hispanic memory. anime protagonist is probably as close as you're going to get. Did he? Did he have a bit of a Spike Spiegel about him? He did. He had a little nick in his eyebrow and all, Michael, for extra oh, character Oh, very generic. Oh, yes. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet I have no, I have no care for the House of the Dragon or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, they're like every, they're like every monster fighting secret society that might really be the villains if you think about it. Because all they're doing, Michael, is covering it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every, like every monster hunting secret society we've ever had. Yeah. Benjamin, I was a little disappointed by this, I have to say, and. To go back to the conceit of collecting issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, book club yes. of whether or not this is a good standalone story on its own, it very much isn't. No, no, it does not work on its own at all. It doesn't. I mean, you. it doesn't. It's it's very much a direct continuation from the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not to the point of a sequel. And this is possibly to no fault of its own because not every serialized comic book is designed in six issue arcs. No. And I mean, this is a little bit because obviously they've killed the main monster from the first one and now there's there's extras. Yes. So, I mean, there is definitely an arc and it's not just a random six issues. This isn't six issues, Michael. Is it four? It's it's yeah, it's six to ten. There's only four no, issues only four. here. That's okay. why it feels so abrupt, Michael. That's five. <laughs> Six to ten is five. No, six to ten is four, Michael. Don't you confuse it. Don't you trixie bamboozle me, Michael. Get out of here. 
Get out! Oh, You're is. absolutely right. I think it is five. Yeah, it is five. Yeah, you son of a bitch! I can't, Ben. I couldn't tell you how this ended. How did it end? Um, it cuts on everyone hiding in the gym, and Erica realizing that her handler has just been chopped to bloody bits. Oh, is that what it is? Um, okay, so yeah, I think that's. Is that a cliffhanger or is that just an unfortunate cutoff point? It's just a shy cutoff point. I think. I think it might be just an unfortunate cutoff point. Very, <laughs> um, very much not a cliffhanger because it didn't not, leave me leave me going. I can't wait for the bloody next one. We are not being kind this week. I don't. Uh, the funny thing is, for all the complaining and moaning, I didn't hate it. We've we've read comics on this that I've hated. Yeah, I'm not have. going to name any names, but Bloodshot. Bloodshot was atrocious. Get rid of it, Ben. Just yeah. go get all of the copies of it, put it in a giant big yeah. dumpster and roll it into the sea. Yeah, but that yeah, was yeah. Don't do that. That would be pollution. Benjamin, well, yeah. I didn't hate this. It was just, it really hit me in the genericals. It was all, <laughs> Generica, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I just, I mean, I'm going to forget in a year and a half, I'm going to forget I ever read this. Yeah, no, I in, in about a week I'm going to forget I've ever read this, Michael. Like I do with every Collecting Issues comic that I read. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's mainly a... because I give them to you, Michael, and they stay in the tiny room where I never get to read them ever I've again. I've got them all. You can't have them. They're staying here. <laughs> I they think live you here have now. like 60 comics. Benjamin, I've got me. a whole stack of Collecting Issues comics. I'm collecting all the issues, you see. <laughs> You're collecting all my issues, which is great for me, but bad for my therapist. Um, yes. <clears throat> So Michael, come here. We'll we'll round this out then. We'll round Let's this out. Up. Let's wrap What it about up. the what about the arts? I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's just fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, it's. I'm certainly. It's not the kind of thing, Benjamin. What's going on? You're looking behind you. Is there a is there a ghost or a spook or an invisible monster? I think there might monster? be a ghost in the corner of my room, Michael. Please don't get picked up and chopped in half. Ah, oh, ah, oh, generica, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's the art is fine. It's um. There, there are comic books, Ben, that when you read them, you, you you look at the art and you say to yourself, God, I wish I was a comic book artist. Yeah. Not this, though. Not this. <laughs> you got him. You yeah. got him good and proper there, Michael. You got him good but and proper. You're not looking at it and thinking this is atrocious either, other than the panel issues, which I did find genuinely quite confusing. Yeah. I'm not just being a dumbass. Um, I did I, find I it quite confusing. I very rarely found you to be a dumbass in your defense, Michael. Uh, uh, Mostly on purpose, Ben, if I yes. am, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's other than the panel issues, it's, it's fine. It's it's good, solid comic book art, but it's not something you're going to write home about. I can't see it ever inspiring someone to want to be a comic book artist. No, I mean, I think we've we've touched upon this a little bit before. You know, it's good functional comic book art, as you said, but at the same time, what's even the point then? <laughs> mm. You know, like if it's just to get the job done. Well, I mean, it, it comes back to that big debate that we've had before, Michael. Why do writers get so much top billing these days over comic book artists? Do you well, know it's I mean? always swings and roundabouts, Ben. It'll come back yeah. to artists again. And we've we've covered that as well. Um, and that's that's just the way of it, Michael. That's where we're at in the industry. And that's okay. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, I don't think I'm going to be reading volume three of Something is oh. Killing the Children. Um, oh, has it lost you? It didn't. Yeah, it didn't hook me. It didn't. Mm. Um, I won't be picking up the next one. I wouldn't pick it up, Ben, either, unless someone who I know and trust comes and says, oh, no, 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 it turns around. It turns around. Because what 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 this could be suffering from is just being the middle act of a 
of a very good three-act story. Okay, all right. It, it could be suffering from that. Michael's going to give it a little redemption possibility. Uh, only if someone comes to me and says, listen here, you, you eyebrowless freak. You, <laughs> first of all, sort out your white balance and then give Something is Killing the Children, Volume 3, a second chance. Or else I'm going to draw some eyebrows on you. Your white balance is a little bit off, Michael. Yeah, I think my white balance is off, Ben. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Your exposure settings are all wrong, Michael. All over the place. You eyebrowless freak. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yes? What did you think of Something is Killing the Children, Volume 2? You can get in touch with us and let us know in a bunch of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shawmrebuke.com. Means a tiny room in Irish. <laughs> I didn't spell it out this time. I got you because you're so preoccupied by your lack of eyebrows. Um, I was actually <laughs> laughing about. It. I have to. I'll be honest with you. I was laughing about Chubby Changey. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered him. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever seen Chubby Changey in an episode <laughs> of Power Rangers? You can get in touch with us on Instagram as well at Collecting Issues. I promise I will start updating that one day. I won't. I'm lying. He won't. Um, he's such a liar. Uh, but the best way, ladies and gentlemen, to have a bit of podcast-style banter with us is to get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it. Hop up on it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can join us in two weeks' time for our final episode of Collecting Issues of the Year. Um, oh. We, do, we squeeze one more in, Michael, or do you want to call it quits at this no, point? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll squeeze one more in. It's on the 21st of December, the, long, the shortest day of the year. The shortest day of the year, Michael, on the solstice. So with that in mind... Yes having a bull's notion oh we'll do um let's do 30 days of 40 days of night oh yeah shortest day of the years let's do that yeah whatever of night horror 30 or 40 however many days of night it is horror comic by ben templesmith check that out yeah let's do that yeah let's do that that sounds good all righty then nothing says christmas like vampires (laughs) exactly yeah vampires say christmas like this ben christmas they don't say it they go (laughs) mass because they can't say christ oh yeah of course i forgot Very good. See you then. Bye. See you next week. See you in two weeks. I'm in.